Today on the No City on the Sideline Dad podcast, you know, my guest, Mike Lowry, from MikeLowry.com, he wrote a book, Random Illustrated Facts. One in 30 people sleepwalk. Holy crap. Vikings never wore those helmets with the horns. Talk about being a dad, a creative, have fun doing it. Next on the podcast, let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Hey, welcome to the podcast. My name is Joe Foley. I'm a dad, a parent. Crazy business adult, just like you. Yes. I'm just like you. And I want to thank you for being here. I know our time is limited. So, Thanks. And this is your first time. Welcome. This is a conversation about being who we are. Dad, mom, busy adult. You know, we're, we're busy. <laughs> we're going seven different directions, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, or not 24, but when we're sleeping. It should talk about being a productive person. This would be a weekly podcast to have a sense of community. Really? What I want to do is have a sense of community about what it means to be us. Like, have a conversation because we're all going through a journey or an experience or life changes or stuff like that. And you know what? Have a conversation because you know what? We don't all have the answers, but somebody might have already gone through it can help you. I'm not an expert. I'm just like you on a journey. Taking one day at a time in this crazy world. Next up, my interview with Mike Lowry from MikeLowry.com and also the author of the book, Random Illustrated Facts, and also his new book coming out, Kids Awesome Activity Book. It's actually the new book actually is pretty cool too. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. This is a book, um, this, uh, I would say this interview was taken right around Halloween. Um, it might be mentioned Halloween in there, but it's kind of cool, actually. Mike's book, the first book I'm talking about is Random Illustrated Facts. It'd be a great gift for dad or a great coffee book or coffee table book. Or, hey, if you want to really kick some butt the trivia, there's some really cool facts. Like, what is the most stolen food? I never do this. Jeez, be surprised. Mike was a really fun guy to talk to and really interesting point of view about being a dad and a parent and the creative and, and writing children's books. So let's jump right into the interview. Today on the podcast, my guest, Mike Lowry, the creator of Doodles Adventures and Kids Activity Calendar. And they're really cool illustrations. He's also the author of a book, Random Illustrated Facts. But the most important job he has is being a good dad and a husband. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Oh, thank you very much. Is there, are you going to insert in like some fanfare noise? Like, Since, you know, you know, I know you're a father yourself and stuff like that. So how old is your daughter? Well, I've got a daughter who is 10 years old. Her name is Alistair. And I have a three-month-old named Oscar. Oh, congratulations on three months. Um, congratulations on both of them. But congratulations on three months. Three-month-old. <laughs> um, so you're... He's old now. Um, <laughs> you're in the trenches like I am. Since you're, since you have a, you said your daughter was 10 and you have a three month old. What is the challenges of being a dad from like all, cause your daughter's so far up, like in her age, like let's say far along, but 10, but all of a sudden having a three month old and like, oh wow, style, it's like style all over again. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, I, I would say, yeah, it's sort of like starting over, but, um, I think the challenge is, I mean, of course, uh, having a 10 year old, she's kind of on her own. No, she's not like on her own. She doesn't like have her own apartment or whatever, but she, <laughs> you know, she could, if we were on an airplane or something, she'll just sit and watch a movie or read a book or something like that. We're about to take a family trip. My wife's family lives in Germany and we're about to take 
our annual flight over to Germany, but it's the first time that we've done it with Oscar. So I would say the challenge that we're sort of looking towards right now is kind of that fear of that, you know, nine to 14 hour. It's not 14. Maybe it's like 12, nine, 10 hour flight. I don't know. Anyway, Joe, quit quizzing me. I don't know how many hours this flight is. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but this flight, you know, I think that that's going to be pro- probably a little hectic and, and, and we're about to drive up to, uh, DC for Thanksgiving. And so I think those are two big things that we're sort of like anxious to see how that goes, but I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll just be smiling and doing tricks and stuff. It'll be fun. Well, after a while, it become like, you know, it's kind of like second nature when you're, you're a parent, you know, it's just like, especially a three month. And when they first born, you're like, ah, oh, I got to change diapers. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And after a while, you become like the diaper changing ninja. And you just, all done. Well, give me another one. Come on. It's not a challenge. I mean, if you're offering to come change my kids' diapers, then. <laughs> I appreciate it. I accept. I mean, you said you live kind of far, but I mean, if that's, if you feel like you should drive down, then maybe just start. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot, some of it's second nature. Like some of it's kind of come back pretty quick. Um, the diaper stuff and things like that. It's all second nature. But then of course, you know, every kid's different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, and I mean, it was 10 years ago. I feel like there's a lot of stuff too that I think. You know, was Alice Street this little? But you know, obviously she was. But it's um, a great transition, I guess, when you think about talk about your book. I mean, um, the new book, the um, Random Illustrated Facts. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting because, like in the front cover, I didn't realize ketchup was sold as cure for diarrhea. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yep, it's true. It's all true. I mean, it's just like I'm like, well, it's like you know, like French fries. They need to call some bathroom issues or help with bathroom issues. And it was funny how you broke it down into different sections of the book. And, and, um, since I have the book in front of me, I'd like to give my favorite, um, parts in the book. And I thought, it would, well, we'll start it back. I like this one better because I know there's weird museums in this country, but I, I didn't realize it was the national, there was a national mustard museum in Wisconsin. Yep. I, mean, <laughs> I thought it was funny because, I mean, it's, how many different kinds of mustard are there that need to have a, a, a museum? I mean, also the the other weird one I thought it was interesting was uh, the Broken muse- broken Relationship Museum. Yeah, you know what? I actually, we saw what that was, and it, it actually turned out to be kind of different. So, well, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of jumped in. But, yeah, the um, the different museums for sure. You know, it's funny. You say the thing about mustard. Um and you kind of think, well, oh, how many different types of mustard can there be? But do you know that there's multiple ramen museums? Like there's a ramen museum and there's an instant ramen museum. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I think that there's just certain things that, you know, they might be kind of smaller than expected. Um, but that broken relationship one was interesting because it was a place where there's two of them. Um, and it's a place where you can take pieces from an old relationship into this, you know, group and they'll put it on display. You know, like you had this sweater that your girlfriend's dad bought you or whatever, and then they would display it with a little story, which I think that that's actually pretty interesting. That is, that is pretty interesting actually, but, uh, it just, it's just, it was, just, it was funny. It's just, it was interesting to find the different museums. There was another one, that, um, I thought when this was the beginning of the book, it was, I've talked about during the Civil War, how they use acorns to, as coffee substitute during the, yeah, during- right. 
I'm like, oh man, I, I can't imagine being a short on coffee nowadays. That's like, especially being dad. I mean, I know being a dad, I need coffee once in a while to make it sometimes through the day. I mean, being a short and, have, and using acorns would be kind of rough. Yeah, I would say that that probably wasn't the most concerning thing to them <laughs> during that particular time in history or whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I wonder. Yes, that was probably a problem, but I wonder, like, what the uh, the bathroom situation is probably not great. They probably needed a lot of ketchup. They called the ketchup and help them out. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I think that there's a lot of these kind of things, and um, I, I, to me, it's always the kind of the background story behind it that always got me really excited in these little facts. You know, it's funny... People say factoids. You've heard you've heard the phrase yeah. factoids before, and I think people like to call little facts a factoid, but that's not actually how that word is defined. A factoid tends to be not true, but it's said so often that it is considered to be true widely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen that or not, but it's funny how many of those things. When I first started drawing these, I would you know read some very crazy fact, or I would look at weird lists of different things and. So, and I would just start drawing, and then there were a couple of things that I, once I started posting, so, I mean, again, I just initially just started drawing for myself, but when I started posting them, um, there were a few that people would say, like, well, I don't know that that's actually true. So I started big time, like, digging really deep into these facts now, and um, with I worked with my editor, and her name is Sam, and she and I would really sit down and like really pick apart, you know, if a fact was true or not. And, um, yeah, anyway, so I ended up really, a lot of the book for me working on it was the drawing might've been 10% of the actual process, but you know, which initially I thought it would be 98%, but then it turned into these things where like, there's one about how lightning, yeah. So I read that lightning can get as hot as the sun. Okay. But the real truth is, so I, I sent that over to my editor and she's like, well, she did some looking around and, and then had to do the math on it that lightning won't get as hot as the sun. It gets as hot as the surface of the sun, but the core of the sun actually can be way hotter. <laughs> anyway, so it's just, I don't know. Maybe I've gotten sidetracked here. I, mean, I don't know if this is interesting or not, but this is the stuff that I really like is, you know, these little facts that have all these different little pieces to them. I think something tied in that you were just talking about, and I was thinking about one more time about the book, is the thing we mentioned is um, famous quotes that were never actually said. I, I, come on, Scotty never, Captain Herc never said, does Scotty beam me up? Or, 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 um, Watson never said elementary, my dear Watson, or, I mean, Sherlock Holmes. I'm like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. I'm like, wow, I always thought they said that stuff. Oh, I mean, there's all, always that kind of stuff. I mean, there's the idea that people think that your fingernails grow or your hair will grow after you die. And it's not really the case, but people believe that for a long time because your skin kind of shrivels up. Of course, it dries out and mm-hmm. it's tight and shriveled up. And so you're more of your hair and fingernails were able to be seen. So people thought that your nails and hair kept growing. So that became kind of a, a wide fact. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, Marie Antoinette kind of stuff in the book and just these different things that you... Uh, they're factoids, right? Like there's these things. And so there were actually some facts in there that were so widely believed that after I did a lot of research, it still seemed like they were true. And then 
when we got down to the end of the book, there were some, there were two of them that I had to change it to say these are often believed to be like this, and it's just not the case. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Very, it's a great book, and I think it's very interesting if you want to. So, something to thumb through if you you just want to pick up and read and, and find out some interesting facts. And the some illustration was really cool in there too. But all the I say all the illustrations, I mean some, but all the illustrations pretty cool inside the book. And it probably thinks of one thing: How did you get into like doing the stuff you do, like drawing and 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 illustrating for like kids' books? Uh, well, I guess I would say the short-ish answer is that um, I mean I, I always I've always really drawn, and um, when I talk at schools, I always kind of when people ask, you know, when did you uh, or like when did you start drawing? I guess I mean the real answer is that I never stopped. I mean everybody draws as a kid, and everybody for their downtime really early on they get crayon and they, you know, they'll draw little pictures and color pages and stuff like that. But at some point around fourth, fifth, sixth grade, I mean, especially middle school, um, some people tend to move away from that stuff. And, you know, I just never really did. And I had a bunch of friends that really liked to draw and we liked to, you know, draw Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. Simpsons came out when I was in elementary school, maybe, maybe junior high, but I think it was elementary school. And, um, so we would do like little drawings of the, you know, these characters and stuff like that and pass them around. Oh, I was definitely elementary school. I wasn't in general. Anyway. Um, and, uh, yeah, I kind of just kept doing that. And then the sort of timeline here for the way that I got into doing what I'm doing now. So when I was in high school, I really wanted to do newspaper comic strips. And it was the 90s, and you could still potentially make money from doing that, I guess. And then, I mean, I'm sure people do now, but of course that changed. Anyway, so I went to school, but everyone was pushing for graphic design to do web design stuff. If you did web design, you're going to make like a million dollars as soon as you graduate. So I went to school for design and then painting and drawing. And I went to grad school for painting and drawing. And anyway, so throughout all that stuff, I was kind of doing drawing and design. And yeah, slowly my love for reading and for making comics and uh, just for drawing in a sketchbook, all that stuff kind of came together. And I, at some point, was able to do some design work that really looked like illustration. And then... I realized, you know, that there was this world of illustration that I'd never even really been taught about. And um, I lo- I'd always loved children's books anyway, so I started submitting stuff to children's book publishers. That's, I guess that's not the most ins- inspirational version of it, but um, I had kind of a lot of like little paths that were all art-related. But, um, yeah, in the end, my design and fine art and doodles and all that stuff ended up coming together in illustration and you know that's what i've been doing now for a long time what is um since you have a 10 year old daughter is she following your footsteps at all in the drawing or anything like that or have she shown any interest yeah i mean she draws a lot she's real creative i i can see i feel like she's going to be one of these people um i mean i know that a lot of parents would think like oh my, my kid is so creative or whatever but um i i do think that this is an area of of strength for her where she's, she's really funny and she's, she's really good at, um, wordplay and things like that. She's good. At, I, I like to joke around with her 
sarcastic a lot and she flips it back. And, and it's funny, I actually get that a lot when I am then talking to other 10 year olds or kids that are younger. I mean, she and I have been talking to each other sort of like adults, just as long as I can remember. And, um, it's funny then to talk to other kids and realize like, Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) It's just this area that my kids is a little different. So she, she draws a lot, but I, she also really likes to give up stories and stuff. And I I can see her doing something potentially even maybe performance later. I'm not, I'm not sure what that would be. You know, she'd give um, some talks and um, I know colleges, college and sometimes elementary schools. What kind of questions does elementary school kids ask you about like the, um, the field you're in? Well, they also, they ask all kinds of stuff. They might ask how long it takes to make a children's book. Um, sometimes they'll ask, you know, every once in a while I'll get a group that's real specific, you know, that they'll ask these things like, what's your favorite city that you've been to or something like that, which that, that actually kind of like, but then sometimes it, I mean, I'm going to tell you, like, it comes up a lot. People are like, how, how old are you? And I, and I tell the kids, like, I'll answer whatever question you ask me that I you know, can or whatever, but so, but think about if you if you would care to know the information that I tell you. You know, people might say something real specific. Oh, what kind of car do you have, or whatever? And I was thinking, do you want to know that information? <laughs> um, but yeah, kids ask about yeah all kinds of stuff. Well, the one thing that's also interested too. What is I mentioned? I mentioned in the intro. What's the 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 creative? I said creative the Doodle Adventures. What was that all about? So what's the? I'm sorry. Say the question. The Doodles Advent Doodle Adventures. So those the Doodle Adventure books are graphic novels that you can draw in. Um, it's about a grumpy duck named Carl, and he needs to go on a mission to retrieve something that has been stolen from in its in space and he needs a special agent to go with him and the reader is the team member that goes with him into space and then that team member needs to draw stuff and he does not want you to be there mm-hmm. because he wanted some super secret awesome agent and he thinks that you know it's just some kid that's filling it out um i like to say that it's sort of like um, if Dora the Explorer was kind of grumpy all the time, you know, when you watch Dora or something like that with kids, it's always like, good job. You know, you did it. And then I wanted something where he was like, that wasn't very good. Uh, you know, but then it turns out that you can tell that he does like what you're doing. It's, it's also, I look at some of the other books too, and it seemed like a main character. One of them is the gingerbread man. He seems to be in a lot of your books, like the ginger man loose, loose at Christmas. Ginger man goes, ginger man goes to school. It's, um, what do you thought of? You, she ever read any of your books? How was she thought of them? What does my daughter think of the gingerbread Yeah, did she ever read any of your books? And was she, any thoughts on what she had thought about them? Uh, yeah, she likes them. Yeah. She's, you know, she's grown up with them. I, the gingerbread man book came out when she was probably, um, three or so, uh, maybe four, three or four. Um, so she's grown up with them. You know, it's not a new thing for her. So, um, she's gotten really into these random facts books, which is, I, I love to see that. I mean, you know, I think that as a parent, you think, well, if they don't love it, you know, that's fine. But I feel like, you know, I wouldn't love it if she didn't like it. Um, and when she was really little and some books would come out, I mean, she was too, too young to read the Gingerbread Man book when it came out, I think. I, I can't remember when that came out. Um, but when she was really little, she, you know, she was real lukewarm on some books. 
Uh, so it's been kind of neat to see as she gets older, her really liking projects. But, but honestly too, um, I, my, I do think my projects have changed a little bit as she's gotten older because I feel like I write, I have, I tend to write more towards her. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will change when she starts getting maybe 16, 17. But I think as she grows up, the voice that I have tends to be really geared towards kind of getting her to laugh at points. And so I think that's why these doodle adventure books, um, happened a little bit later. And then also I, you know, I think that as much as the random illustrated facts, it, it isn't, it's an adult book. I mean, it's geared, it's meant marketed for adults, but it's also written in a way that of course I wouldn't put anything in there that I wouldn't want her to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean like gross stuff or whatever, but I mean like, there's there's a lot of very bizarre things that I would read about death or something kind of grim, and uh, I tend to leave that stuff out just because it seems like it would be sad. Or well, I look at that book that illustrated the the random facts illustration illustration book. Um, I found it, it's a great um, companion if you want to win trivia. I mean, trivia pursuit. Oh yeah, sure. A lot of interesting fact going. Like we talked about before, a lot of interesting facts. I'm like, I'd, I'd kick somebody's button to pursue that book or just random questions. Well, except I feel like the Trivial Pursuit stuff tends to be, yes, I, I do like, I do like this kind of, um, saved info kind of stuff for sure. Um, and I think that it has, reading about the stuff has maybe made me know some of the stuff a little bit better, but yeah, I feel like it's such specific stuff. Um, that, you know, I don't know. If it, maybe it'll come up in Trivial Pursuit. If it doesn't, it's kind of cool anyways. Definitely. Definitely cool. I guess if somebody, if, if some parents are like with kids and they're growing up and they see their kids doodling and, and drawing, what, and how, and how would you help? Like, would you, any advice you give a parent to help cultivate that kid's creativity? Yeah. I think that I would say, um, you know, I think that a lot of people think that maybe encouragement is the missing ingredient with kids drawing. And I don't, I don't know that I think that it is. I, I mean, I think that obviously kids need to be encouraged, but I also think that kids need to be pushed and challenged or they get sort of bored with something. And, um, so I think getting kids to draw, I mean, it's one of the reasons that I decided to do these doodle adventure books as interactive books. Uh, is because a lot of people talk about these, uh, reluctant readers and for this age range. And I wanted to target reluctant drawers. Um, so I created these challenges in the book that the kid would sort of have to figure out and they would have fun doing it. And I think that it makes them maybe think more about how to resolve the problem rather than if they know how to draw something or not. I think if I, if I, if I said to a kid, you know, draw a pirate ship with a pirate on it, they might go, I, you know, I don't know how to do that. I mean, some kids would just jump into it, never do it. Um, but I do think that there are some kids that would say, well, I, I don't you know, know how to do that. And, um, but if I told them, you know, Oh, we need something to get across this lake and we have to do it really quickly. You know, what would you, what would you draw? And they might, push themselves to draw something that might be out of their comfort zone. So I think that those kind of challenges, I, th- I think that that is maybe a way of getting kids to draw more that they might 
end up liking it more, maybe. I guess wrapping up, I guess, uh, final thoughts. And we, well, well, being a dad and, and like we just covered drawing. So being a dad and what your experience being a father and find where they can find you and where they can find the book. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, so being a father, my final thoughts, I would say pretty good. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um, no, I love it. I love being a dad. And, uh, then in terms of finding me, uh, I post new sketches every day on Instagram at Mike Lowry studio. And I have a website, which is MikeLowry.com, which happens to be my name. <laughs> and, uh, and that's it. Well, um, all the show and then in the show notes, we link for your book and on the website and everything, your social media links and stuff like that. Mike, I want to say thank you very much for being on the podcast this evening. And I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Joe. Heading out the door. I just want to, let you little know a little, little bit about Mike's new book. It's called Kids Awesome Activity Book by Mike Lowry. It's game, puzzles, and more. It's actually pretty cool. You can solve sandwich maze puzzles, into space comics, and drop alphabets out of snakes. Those long car rides. Check it out. Um, it'll be out on June 12th at, on Amazon and on MikeLowry.com. Check it out. It's actually kind of fun. Well, that's all I have this episode. I want to thank Mike Lowry for being, uh, being a guest on this podcast. You can find more about Mike Lowry at MikeLowry.com or on Instagram at MikeLowryStudios. You go on Instagram, there's really some really cool pictures. Uh, also, please comment on the podcast. All comments help improve the podcast. Reach out. Leave a comment. and have a question? Leave a comment in the um, show notes on any social media platform or email me at no sitting on the sideline dot com slash contact. You can find all the links we talked about in this episode at no sitting on the sideline dot com slash five two. Please sign up for the newsletter. Keep us in keep up what's going on with the podcast. Any giveaways. This month this month's giveaway is actually going to be ending on Wednesday. I'm giving away a book that I got from one of the um publishing companies. Children's book about experiments and amazing worlds of bees. Go ahead, check it over at no sitting on the sideline dot com slash giveaway. And sign up. Sign up for the email newsletter. And to be random drawing from one book and the person win it, I will send it to them. And the drawing is on Wednesday. <laughs> Heading out though, I want to take I want to thank you again for taking time to listen. The reason for the inconsistency of the podcast, my mom was sick. She passed away on May 16th, 2018. When I, when I say it's time precious, it's true. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Life's short. Take time with your family because it goes by quick. Give your kids hugs and tell your partner or spouse or loved ones that you love them. Give your parents a call. Let them know how much you appreciate and how much you care. I said, time short. Until next time, take care. God bless. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media.